Yeah. Yes. We should yes. probably start yeah. from now. So um, should we start from now? <laughs> <And> just not, <laughs> we'll maybe have this as a little additional thing just to release at some point of just us ranting. But anyway, um, we'll do a... Uh, there we go. So um, we, we've got a little rant out of the way, everyone. Welcome to Harmonic Whiskey Tales. So we've got John and Dave on the line. Welcome, welcome. Hello. Hello. So... We were sort of chatting the other day or over the past few weeks and there's been this thing going around on Facebook of uh, these like top 10 albums. Even though now you've noticed it's it's, it's broadened out into uh, computer games and movies and all this shit and just these, like mindless fuckwits are just still doing that as well. Not that if you've done it, you're a mindless fuckwit, but you know, you're... Anyway, we're, we're about to do it. So we're about to do it, but we're about, about to do it in a more, I don't know, informative way because that way is like the, the, hmm. the reason i didn't want to do it is they, it's like don't give a reason just put it up it's like no i want to give a reason surely that's the whole point is talking about why an album special to you so that's kind of where it's got got to so we just thought the three of us would go through our top 10 list of albums and they can be whatever reason we want whether we just think it's technically a perfect album or it triggers a past memory or you know the first time you heard it or it's particularly special to you for whatever reason so um so yeah so that's what we're going to do and we're going to do three episodes each of us going to do 10 our 10 and then we'll talk about it and stuff like that and then we're probably going to do a fourth episode where we just kind of talk about the honorable mentions and the noteworthy albums that didn't make the cut but we still want to kind of mention so yeah because I, I found it difficult to get 10. So. It is very difficult to whistle down your entire musical listening to 10 albums. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it should be fun, though. It should bring up some interesting stuff. I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited for it. I think yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it, too. It's we, the kind uh, of thing we, that, that, yeah, you talk about in the pub in the past, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite nice to sort of, uh, yeah, record it. And yeah, I, I, um, I think the idea came from sort of just, diving a bit deeper into uh kind of um things as tim said you know it's kind of like chuck uh 10 album covers up on facebook and and half the time you just think well most people are gonna kind of mm, they'll probably think it through a bit and then go mm, what was cool at the time or yeah. what did i like that was cool at the time i and, wondered whether it would yeah. be albums that people put up just because they want mm. to <laughs> it's like the albums that you're supposed to think are the best ever or something i, I did wonder or, about yeah, that or, yeah you know, what's sort of, uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing if there's any sort of guilty pleasures uh, unearthed uh, in, uh, <laughs> in I'm, these I'm conversations. Sure, I'm sure there might be. Um, and yeah. I, I think it's like that that kind of beauty is in the eye of the beholder type thing. I, I think the lists will be quite interesting. And I'm imagining my list might be slightly or very different <laughs> to your, your lists. Yeah, like so, Scandinavian yeah, jazz. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It's fascinating. <laughs> I'm uh, looking forward to hearing all about uh, Swedish folk music or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please know there isn't any of that in there. Well, in a way, there, there might be a little bit. Well, you never know. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? Watch the scratching, cool. Dave. I'm getting scratching noises from you, I think. Are you um, rummaging oh, really? around? Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I was, I'm actually sitting down and being very calm. Yeah, that's good. I think I want to post me. you both some decent headsets because it seems like we're going to be doing this more and more often. Yeah. Well, I hope we are, because I quite Ma enjoy these ones. So I might just have to post you some both. Maybe it was just um, dangling down and rubbing against my stubble, perhaps. The old dingle Is that dangle. better? Dangling. Well, yeah. I, I would have the same problem. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to post you some headsets, I think. Um, so, 
So shall I go first and then John will do you and then Dave will do you third, which we'll do. Yeah, cool. Do. Yeah. Are you guys happy with that? Sounds good. Yep. So I, I do wonder whether between Dave and John, I might have some of the same albums as you, I reckon. Mm, but we'll yeah. see. I think Smithers. Yeah, interesting. We might and, have and, uh, yeah. yeah, we can, we can, yeah, maybe this, if there's crossover, we can uh, explore them in detail. Yeah, yeah, time. We'll see yeah. how it goes. See, see yes. what happens. So I guess my albums for me that I chose were, I think albums that stuck out for me at certain points of my life that I think back to fondly, either like fond memories or albums that just really stick with me for, for one reason or another. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know what you guys, your thought processes were on, on your selection, but I mean, I guess we'll get to that. But yeah. It's exactly the same for me. Yeah. 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 So I think with music, it's like, um, it's it kind of takes you back. And I've always, I've always thought that a certain song or a certain album will take you back to a certain fond memory. Um, but then sometimes that can, you can have another moment 20 years later, which you have a particularly awesome moment and you put that album on and suddenly that becomes the time you remember from the album. It's like it can kind of jump between certain memories depending on, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, For sure. So I mean, uh, one, one thing I was thinking about when, when you, we were talking about doing this is that these conversations, you know, they, they have the potential to get quite emotional. So, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's not be afraid to to dive right in there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, so, first one for me is Smashing Pumpkins' Siamese Dream. So, um, that that's on my list too. Yeah, yeah, I thought it might be. It's on a lot of people's <laughs> lists. It's one of those albums where, I mean, it, it is a complete work of art. Just, I mean, not just from the production levels on it which is just to this day i don't know if anything's ever reached that level of if you if you know what um went into that album it's pretty mm. incredible really um but for me it was the first album i ever played on my first ever stereo that i bought so that always sticks with me for some reason yeah remember nice. that old john that old it was that jvc um stereo i bought um yeah, I was when i was in yeah. Cheriton road um and uh, yeah, I think it was the first, yeah, first stereo I properly owned with proper speakers. And yeah, this was, I, I, I remember still getting the CD out and putting it into the tray and playing that as the first thing on it. And just, um, yeah, it's mad. Like really clearly remember um, mm. doing that. No, I, I totally agree. I mean, I, I've certainly got it on my list and for very similar reasons. I mean, to, uh, the, a, a bit of explanation here for anyone listening that doesn't know, Tim and I have known each other for a long time, you know, pretty much most of our lives. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm 40 and I've known John and, for, what, 30, yeah, our, our parents were friends and, and yeah. yeah, I think I was 18 months old when I first met Tim, so... Yeah, was I 18 months um, and you were six months? I can't remember. It was one or the other, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah it, was, it was crazy, crazy time. Um but yeah, no, it's no, I totally agree. I think it's it's an absolutely stunning album, um, and like you say, it, like I'll go into it in more detail probably on my list too. But but I have very clear memories of you know opening up the CD case, and it's one of those albums that you could kind of pour over the artwork and try and yeah. figure out the lyrics and and uh, yeah, just kind of get the the deeper message that was going on in there and. And I, I spent a long time trying to play a lot of the songs on the guitar, fairly unsuccessfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
but um well, you need yeah, to I'm layer like to. 15 guitars on top of each other to get the sound though so it's, um, oh yeah, yeah. And, and more i mean like i think yeah. I think some of them have 30 guitar overlays and the guitar sound on that album is just there isn't an album that sounds like it, it no. it's an incredible like the guitar sound is just it's beautiful it's rich and yeah it's amazing, warm it? and fuzz fuzzed out especially on like tracks like rocket and yeah it's yeah i mean it's just incredible i mean I, and fascinating enough like that's the album that that a lot of bands that are re- that produce incredible music i'm thinking people like sleep with mac and pink yeah. floyd they have a lot of tension within the, the lineup of the album yeah. or, or yeah. The, the band members and that was the one where billy corgan's obsession with getting the sound just right and doing multiple guitar overlays and re-recording again and again and again it drove his bandmates insane and it was like (laughs) it was like the the split that basically annihilated the smashing pumpkins moving forward but to be honest it was probably worth it it for an album like that it's almost you know it's i don't know maybe you need that kind of uh oh that i don't know that to happen really i mean it's like with um, uh fleetwood mac same it's um (laughs) Well, it's the pro- it's a product of the situation that they found themselves in, and yeah. for for to pursue their art, to to try and pursue this notion of perfection in their minds. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's like the tension as well that that you get mm. between the different band members. Like there's a, exactly yeah yeah the one of the things I, I think is really funny. I, I don't don't know if you guys have ever watched it um, or anyone listening has watched it, but there's an Adult Swim cartoon called Metalocalypse. Yeah, which you've is um, that before I think. Yeah. Yeah, which is about a, uh, a kind of uh, a heavy metal band who become like the world's fifth largest economy. Um, yeah, we watched a lot of it on snowboarding trips. That's right, yeah. yeah and it's, it's yeah, very funny. And, yeah, Innis got slightly addicted to it. I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. But like one of my favourite episodes is they um, they kick the bass player out of the band, Murderface, because he's just, <laughs> just a complete asshole. And then they start trying to record their new album and the album that they record without him is perfect. You know, it's like technically perfect, um, everything in the right place. And yeah, yeah, just nothing wrong with it at all. (laughs) They all sit there and listen to it and just, just hit the delete button. And they just (laughs) realize that having him in the band with that kind of tension and angst that he brings to their, group unit is what makes them unique and what makes their yeah, sound yeah. incredible yeah. and transcendent and it just that one episode is just such a such an insightful um reading of, of the creative process in some of these great great bands over the years and I thought, yeah and certainly smashing pumpkins Siamese dream is, is one of those examples i think yeah, I wonder if Tall Enema was like that as well. I don't know because did they have issues in their band? Or I mean, I don't know. Um, to some degree, I think um, not not to the same degree though. I think they had they had created differences with their first bass player, um, Paul Damore. I think his name was. Yeah. Um, and, but I think that kind of happened maybe on the previous album Undertow. Yeah, okay. and I think uh, actually probably Anima was relatively uh, um, uh, unanimous yeah but yeah Yeah. we may talk about that more yes later um but yeah so yes that's smashing pumpkin siamese dream i mean i wanted to put at least one smashing pumpkins album in there i mean i love melancholy almost as much as well 
and that also yes. has a special yeah. part yeah. in my I don't know I it's um I I just like the the swings of all the different sort of songs in there it's so varied um in melancholy and it's um that, that didn't make my list, but it's in my honourable mentions. So it's um, but melancholy is kind of me. like an album of two two halves, obviously, yeah. because it's it was a double CD thing. But yeah, um, yeah. and but if, I remember seeing Pumpkins at Reading Festival. They they kind of were touring that album, and they played the set in the two halves, like the album. That was sweet. Well, really. um, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. it was I, pretty cool. Yeah, they kind of came out in their pajamas and stuff, and kind of had this real mellow kind of first part of the set, and then kind of went away, and everyone's a bit like, mm, "Is that it?" And yeah. then they just come out and fucking went mental. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What yeah, were they like so, live, Dave? I, I never saw Smashing Pumpkins awesome. live. It's they're, like they're one of my good. big regrets. Yeah, um, I liked them. Anyway. I have to say that there are some hazy memories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. But in a weird way, it's hazy, but I also remember it like it was yesterday, if that makes sense, because I <laughs> we we saw Smashing Pumpkins, and then I think it was at Reading Festival. Uh, I was with my mate Cy from high school and a couple of other mates, and but we got split up, and me and Cy got fucking wasted, and uh, but had just like the best day. It was just like, you know, the day at the festival, we got absolutely bad, saw some amazing bands, and... I think I'd have to check back on the lineup. I've got a funny feeling, and this is again hazy memories. Maybe even like Blur, like followed up or played before them. But I would be pretty sure that Smashing Pumpkins were the headliners. Nice. Anyway, yeah, there. Today I, was the today. They the were good. Day. They were good. Yeah. They were good. I saw yeah. them. Um, very in, good. I saw them. Yeah. I think it was a big day out in Australia, and it was the sun was just going down. And they came on the stage. I think we saw Queens of the Stone Age before them and then the Fashion Pumpkins came out. And it was like clear blue sky, but in the distance, straight by, right behind the stage, but about, you know, 10 miles behind it, there was a massive thunderstorm brewing. And just as they Ooh. came on and started playing, even though it was clear where we were, behind them was this dark grey storm cloud with like lightning kicking off in it and all this kind of crazy shit while they were playing. And, you know, they dropped some of the classics off um, Siamese Dream and all sorts of stuff. It was, yeah, it was pretty awesome. So good. good, so it's, good. That's a it's real, um, yeah, what, what do you guys make of like more recent Smashing Pumpkins stuff? I, I, I always struggle with it a little bit. I think you know, post melancholy, Billy Corgan mm. slightly disappeared up his own uh, <laughs> importance shoot. Yes, <laughs> I don't, honestly, I didn't really bother there with are it. Some good yeah. things. I didn't really bother there, with them. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, it's um, yeah. I, after melancholy, I just sort of stopped listening to him. Well, I still listen to Melancholy and Simon's Dream, but after those albums after that, I just yeah, they never really mm. worked for me. Did um, Did you get because um, obviously that that was uh, Simon's Dream was their second album, um, mm. and the first album oh no, god, Gish. what was it called? Gish, um, Gish, Gish. That's right. And then there's there's like a rarities album called Pisces Iscariot. Have you got that? Oh yeah, mm. yeah. I've got them all, mate. That's, I've got streaming, brilliant. baby. I, I love Pisces Iscariot as well, and that there's some fantastic tracks on that. Yeah, um, especially yeah, I need the, to sort the, of go back into some of those. Yeah, the the cover they did of yes. Landslide, the um, Fleetwood Mac track, is really good. Okay. Mm. Really, uh, yeah, I love that. I mean, and actually, one, one of the things that's really cool about certainly Billy Corgan back in the early days is that he really kind of um, he was very open about his influences. That, that 
um, came through on those early Pumpkins albums, and and certainly Fleetwood Mac, um, The Cure, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. You know, they're all in there, um, mm. which is which is quite nice. It's like a sort of evolution of all those those great things. So, yes. Was, um, one of the more recent albums called Ava Adore. Is that the one? It was Adore. That was the one. Yeah, that was after um, Melancholy, I think. And that, that's right, quite a kind yeah. of electronic album when he sort yeah. of turned, okay, in, he turned into kind of Uncle Fester. Yeah. Mm, mm. There was, I think, the most recent Monuments to an Elegy, 2014. The Homer Simpson. Elegy. Elegy. Uh, yeah, then, I mean, there's. I think there's. Um, there's a few. I'm just looking at my shiny and oh so bright at the moment. Volume one. There's some stuff there as well. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Siamese Dream. I've got that on vinyl. It's it's just it's fucking amazing. And hearing that on a nice. decent stereo as well. Like when I put that on my badass new stereo that I got a while back. It's um. It's just sensational. You just hear you hear the depth to it, which you don't hear on standard sort of Actually, audio stuff. I stand corrected, so. Tim. It is mon- monuments to an allergy. <laughs> so yeah, I thought Fuck it was you both. Yeah, yeah, I stand corrected. I did just um, take a stab at that, though. I, you know, unless unless they've just spelt eulogy you know wrong. Talking about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, um, yeah, there's Oceania. Yeah, 2012. Uh, and then Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Okay. Um, yeah, I've also so got machine. Machines have got pieces kicking around. I think, I think that that last one, the the monuments album, is is pretty good. I think it has more of a feel yeah, of um, the early stuff on it. You know, it yeah. kind of harks back a bit more to um, the guitar sound in Siamese Dream. Yeah, but, okay. but yeah, it's still nowhere near the pinnacle. No, no, but it's um, yeah. I mean, it's sensational. Album. So if anyone hasn't listened yeah. to it, then. <laughs> check it out because it's well worth it and play it loud as well so yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Decent, very loud. decent headphones or a decent stereo for sure because hearing it on some really good headphones or a really good stereo is it's, it takes it to another level it's, it's amazing so I think that's yeah. that's really true actually one of the things I've found about some of these albums that we're going to talk about is that they're albums that we've been listening to for a long time oh, and yeah, yeah. like Tim says like that first that first crappy hi-fi we all had and uh, listen to this stuff on. I didn't know what a bass was for years because just I'd never heard the bass on any of these these albums. Yeah. So like when you listen back to them now on a decent setup, you, you start hearing them. It's like hearing it completely afresh. And actually, one yeah. thing that I must do, I think there is a reissue of um, Siamese Dream, like a deluxe version that's remastered. And, and yeah, that's um, one I've got. I think on vinyl. Yeah, I, I don't think I have that, which it's, is which is a bit it's shameful. It's the different color cover. It's um, yeah. It's a sort of weird, multicolory, but it's the same picture, but it's different colors. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's look the at version. That. I've got that in high def audio as well, actually, on my high resolution nice. player, which is pretty fancy. So, yeah, nice. Although I had What's your number nine then. Oh, Tim? Okay, yeah, we're, we're gonna waffle along about shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I should say this isn't um a particular order either by the way people so this is just the order that i wrote them down in so um so second album is nightmares on wax car boot soul that for me is i put that up there with siamese dream it's it's just one of the greatest albums ever made if i could only if i had to pick one album that would be it basically it's that's um, desert island disc yeah basically yeah pretty much if it's the only one i could listen to then that would be it interesting it's just um 
it's amazing it's uh I mean, quite a similar sound throughout, but it's like he's. I mean, the guy's a fucking genius. Like, especially that album and Smoker's Delight as well is pretty good. But I think Carboot Soul is probably his best. But then he's got some ones he's done more recently, which are still amazing. So he's still got that kind of, um, you know, he's managed to keep the sound, but but progress it over the years. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, he's just really, I think, just quite underrated as a producer. He's just sensational. Um, so, In Space Out of Sound is also a really good album of his. Um, who's rummaging around? Not me. Oh, John. John's rummaging around. He's gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it's just such a great album. Um, and I've got that on vinyl as well. I, to be honest, I probably could have gone through my top 10 and I've got them all on vinyl, I think. Because <laughs> like, when you buy vinyl, I think the um, you always gravitate towards your favourite albums first because it's so fucking expensive. So you kind of just want to get your <laughs> yeah. favourite albums over other stuff. Um, so I think most of these albums I'm going to talk about today, I actually do have on vinyl. Um, actually, I think most of them actually, apart from a couple. But um, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, sensational album, I reckon. So what do you think of that one, Dave? Yeah, yeah. So, so actually, it's quite an uh, interesting choice. Um, certainly, you know, I can I can identify with that record. Um, it's been a long time since I played it, though. It's one of those ones oh, where yeah. I'd say it's it's got to be, um, you know, it's probably a bit of a cult classic almost, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, haven't, I haven't listened to it in a long time either. It's fucking sensational, yeah, man. Yeah, um, it's definitely a stunner. Yeah, I mean, it is it is technically uh, obviously you know such a a nicely crafted album absolutely yeah um but yeah i probably i'd say if i guess everyone that's the beauty of this different perspectives but uh, i'd say that's probably a, maybe a little left of left field choice to be honest but yeah yeah nice I mean, it's, so, it's, so it's your number nine tim and yeah it is your desert island disc now these aren't in yeah. any order i told you okay. <laughs> no, no, these, aren't, these are just what i'm reading out in terms okay. of what I wrote them down yeah. in. So these are no particular order. I, I'm not doing a top 10, one to 10, these are the best. You know, okay. That's no, the best to the, yeah, These are just all, yeah. all number one, but 10 of them sort of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? But, right. Because, um, yeah, I couldn't, oh, fuck, I couldn't fucking. I mean, to be honest, if I had to make a decision, it would be Carboot Soul and I was on Wax. But, um, yeah. but so the, the rest of them. The complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible. Coming fuck with all you. that. No, fuck all that. <laughs> It'll be the complete works of Terry Pratchett, Carboot Soul and a massive bag of weed. <laughs> That's a luxury item. Yeah. 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 Um, well, that, that would, so. yeah, I suppose from a perspective of, 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 of being uh, perhaps um, slight, of, of slightly altered state, then, oh, yeah. you know, when Nightmares you're stoned, on Wax certainly, particularly, um, yeah has a has a special place in our hearts i'm sure yeah i mean it takes me back to my stoner days i guess which is quite a large portion of my life but um <laughs> particularly you know i guess maybe just before university days and like time spent in bristol and um yeah because it's an album probably that ben put me on to my brother I think originally. Mm, so mm. that's, and it always reminds me of Bristol for some reason. Actually, there's a few of these albums that remind me of Bristol, but um, mm -hmm. just because I was fucked up a lot in Bristol. Um, but <laughs> I think we all were. You never were, do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, 
Yeah, that I mean, and you know, even the, the album artwork and it's just iconic album cover as well. It's it's just um, yeah, the artwork's yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And on vinyl, and you have <laughs> yeah. to listen to it on vinyl as well. It's I mean, it's it's great, obviously, any other way, but on vinyl, it just seems a bit more special mm. for some reason. I think it's probably one of those one of those albums that was playing at that party um, that we went to Tim at Ben's house. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That? absolutely insane party yeah, yeah, yeah. where we wrecked on, the house across the road and yeah. the house just got trashed well there's actually another um, album i'm going to talk about where that you might know it from there as well from that party potentially yeah many stories from this legendary party oh mate oh, we, we were throwing a vacuum cleaner out the window on fire <laughs> Yeah, it had, it had um, polystyrene all over it. Foam in it, and, and then we, we were... put lighter fluid, and we were throwing it out the window, trying to. I can't remember. What, I don't know why, but I almost fell out of the window. We were just sitting on this window ledge in this like it was probably got like two stories up or one story up. I can't remember what into the back garden. The number of times I almost fell backwards out the window. It was just, um, yeah. Anyway, crazy, crazy fucking party, but um, yeah, happy days. Yeah. So yeah, crazy days. That's that, for sure. that album, yeah. <laughs> is uh yeah it's awesome so um yeah. so again if anyone's listened to it check it out and but it, most most stuff on that was in wax i really really like um as well especially um if there was one other album to listen to i wouldn't actually listen to smoker's delight even though it's a bit of a classic i would listen to um uh in a space outer sound which was released in 2006. That's a really fucking great album. There's a song on there called You Wish, which is one of my all-time favourite songs. It's, um, yeah. Mm. I've got that on vinyl as well. That's fucking excellent. Um, So yeah, that's that one. So the next album, again, along similar lines um, in terms of the vibe of the album, um, is Massive Attack Mezzanine. Um, It's also on my list. That album for me, I remember the first time I listened to it, I just got goosebumps. Um, and there was a buzz going around about the album, but I hadn't heard it. And this is when I was hanging around with Ben's mates a lot. And I think it was either Ben or Steve had bought the album on vinyl. And it was the bright orange special edition version that just, you know, because it was the first release of it. Um, and we went up to the shed in the garden, which um, you remember the shed, don't you, John? That's where we just all got stoned. I do, I do indeed. And yeah. we, we put it on on vinyl there uh, and just listen to the whole is album. Is that in Winchester? Yeah, yeah. You probably yeah. know the shed. The shed. Oh, yeah. yes. I, I recall the shed. Down. So for anyone that wasn't listening, yeah. that was the only place we were allowed to smoke weed in the house. So we had a little shed up in the top of the back of the garden and um, we decked it out with a sofa and we insulated it and put massive speakers in it and decks and all sorts of shit. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, and we listened to it there and um, it was... Uh, yeah, I just remember exa- just getting the album out and seeing the bright orange vinyl and we just listened to that. We just, you know, spoke some weed and just listened to the whole album front to back and um, and it's just stayed with me for, for years, just even through university times. And um, again, it's an album to listen to when you're a bit fucked up because you just go deep into the, into the songs. You just fall into the mm. layers of these tracks and yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll probably because, um, like I say, it's on my list as well. I think when uh, when I get get um, my list out, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more yeah, about yeah. about it as well and what it what I remember about it and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I'll, I shall I shall keep my powder dry yeah, as yeah. it were. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, and again, quite a similar vibe to Carboot Soul, that very chilled, mellow kind of trip hoppy sort of vibe to it, but just. Um, 
but it had this darkness to it, which I really liked. Like it is quite a dark album and grimy. Yeah, it is, and it's, yeah. it's a full, mm. it's a proper Bristol album. And also, it takes me back to meeting them when they were touring Mezzanine in Canada in '98. And my uncle knows their keyboard mm. player that tours with them, and he got us tickets and backstage passes. So after the gig, which was awesome, we went and met them all backstage, and I was just chatting with 3D for ages about Bristol and all sorts of shit and I went onto their tour bus and played PlayStation with them and it was fucking mental. That's so, so good. Um, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it was very cool. I was on just I was floating when I when I left that night. I had to drive home and I was just just floating all the way home. Like it was um yeah, it was cool. It was a very cool night. But yeah, that also sticks in my mind as well. We just um, I still remember the I was working and my uncle called me that day and said, Oh, do you like Massive Attack? I was like, Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got tickets tonight, we're going. I was like, Well, you know. So yeah. Pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah, so that that was yeah, cool. Pretty, so that also s- sticks in my mind. And just I listened to it shitloads at university as well, just getting stained. Stone to the point where you couldn't move and everything was spinning out and you were fucked up. But you, just, you put that album on and you just fall into the soundstage of this album and you just, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. It's very, very cool. So, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful album. Yeah. So, um, and Teardrop, you know, one of the all time classic tracks, basically, of, you know, anywhere, anytime, anywhere, so, you know, I, I reckon anyone mm. say. Um, yeah, but I think Carby Soul was um, just one of those good. ones from. Working in a record store days that uh, yeah gives gives me those memories of that album when that came out and um, the actual kind of like people buying it like a lot of people buying it and, um, yeah that was kind of uh, which which record shop did you work in Dave I worked in our price I think in, I remember that yeah. In Luton Town Centre, in the Arndale Centre. Nice. The shit pit of the UK. Um, yeah, yeah, good times. That. I'll, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll save that for when uh, uh, there's, there's some good, good stories come out of there, and, and, and they connect quite well to my choices. But we'll, uh, yeah, we'll delve into that um, another time. Nice. Look forward to it. Um, yeah okay so that was yeah Massive Attack Mezzanine which again if you ha- if people haven't listened to it I'm shocked stop listening to this right now and go and listen to it basically so. in fact all these albums you need to have listened to really I mean come on guys fucking hell um, okay so my next album this might I don't know surprise you maybe but Kings of Leon because of the times so that's their oh yeah that nice. does surprise me second album third album second album third album I don't know one of them um yeah, so for me, that is one of the albums that reminds me of my time at the Funk House, which is a very happy time in my life. It was a lot of fun and met some cool people and just some really incredible experiences. And that album had only come out, I think, the year before I was there or something. So it was still quite a new album and was getting a lot of people were listening to it. And But just some of the, the songs on that just, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know, it, it just holds a really special memory for me and, and a, a time in my life where I was particularly happy and um, it's uh, yeah I just think it's a brilliant album just some of the songs on it just you know beautiful songs and um, yeah but yeah a bit of left field one there maybe maybe a bit more mainstream than yeah I was not thought. expecting you to put Kings of Leon on the list yeah that's for sure yeah nice choice interesting choice of album yeah, yeah. it's good to, it's good yeah. to have a variety though isn't it yeah. I, I, 
if it's mm-hmm. I, if it's all on type, um, I did I did wonder whether you were going to be like fully heavy hip hop rotation. Mate, on, there on ain't this, much hip hop in this in this list, mate. Surprisingly, um, there's not a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's good to see. It's um, yeah, I mean, it's just something about that album. It's just um. It's just the memories from being the funk house man and just the people and it just i don't know it's just these kind of slightly stoned summer evenings just listening to the album and and um i don't know just special just special there is there it's is so cool. there is the definite uh through line through your choices that's for sure <laughs> what's that you're, getting you're fucked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> the uh the green is definitely uh yeah not just the green unfortunately but yeah it's um yeah i mean it's um, it's yeah 2007 it came out i was just looking but yeah i mean there's probably only one track track three on call which i didn't like but the rest of the album is just amazing especially once you once you hit track four mcfearless and track five black thumbnail from then on there's like five tracks that are just five of the best tracks sequentially in an album you can Mm. it's very good apart from maybe you know like Sonic's Mm. Dream or something it's it's just um, and I I didn't resonate as much with the album before that even though I do still like that and the album after that I didn't like because that's when they seemed to get really commercial and when we were out partying a lot it would get played in the clubs and I just I don't know I didn't like it but but that album for me I think was probably their peak in terms of um, not being too commercial I agree with you there like that certainly they, they had a good run probably mm. up and up to and including there yeah yeah um yeah. so yeah i, I, I mean, do just, i do still quite like only by the night which i think is one of the the later albums yeah, that's got some yeah. really good tracks that wasn't bad it. actually yeah um yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Went, that, probably about yeah. three or four albums in i think and then it that, started yeah, to maybe yeah. slip away a bit only by the yeah. night was a good album and i did like it but that was when they got really commercial and in sydney especially <laughs> that's right that's when they were very yeah, popular in, in yeah. sydney especially it got played to death and I was just like, oh, fuck this. And you had all these fucking <laughs> dickhead Aussie fuckers just singing along to it and I just got on my tits. Yeah. So I was just like, nah. So that was it for that album yeah. for me. But it's, luckily, it's a shame, yeah. isn't it, when you get good music that gets overplayed. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think that was an album. That yeah, did, so. I, I think we can all think of music that, that has had that problem for God, kind of yeah, yeah. like exposure and radio play. And I, I, I'm one of the people... I. I one thing I really hate doing is is listening to something and then re-listen to it again right afterwards. I, I hate that, and uh, I, I know people that, that do that a lot. You know, they they get one track and they just keep playing the same track, and it's just like, oh, yeah. please stop it! You're killing it. <laughs> I did that for a bit with um, "Bullet on Butterfly Wings" from uh, Melancholy. I just loved yeah. that track. I was obsessed <laughs> by it for a while. It was, um, yeah. I did that for a bit. Yeah, that's a good tune. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's um, yeah, a bit of a random choice, but yeah, I, it, for me, it just yeah, just real special memories from that one. So um, yeah, very cool. And just walking around Sydney with it on my on my headphones and stuff, stuff like that as well. You know, I used to walk around all the time, take photos in the sunshine, and that would be one of the albums I'd be playing on my iPod. So yeah. Cool album. So nice. yeah. So there we go. Uh next one, what are we? Number five. Is that right? Yeah. So uh the postal service, give up. Um John put me onto oh, this album. Yeah. And <laughs> what an album. It was also quite popular in the funk house at the time as well. So I kind of knew about it and then other people did as well. And so we played it a lot. And for me, 
that album reminds me of my road trip across Australia with my 11 mates in the Winnebago and about five ounces of weed. There's a th- the, the um, running theme again. Um, <laughs> and just, just 30 days driving across Australia and that album got played a lot and just really happy time. And um, yeah, it just takes me back to that time. And it is just a sensational album. It's just incredible. I mean, the vocals and I mean, it's just, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, I, just, I, I love that album too. Um, it's uh, Benjamin Gibbard from Death Cab for Cutie yeah. and a guy from DNTL, I can't remember his name now, um, who they, they sort of collaborated remotely. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah. yeah, the DNTL guy did all the, did all the music um, and made it give, gave it that kind of like almost video game, like 80s video game sound. Yeah. Yeah. And then Ben Gibbard, who... <laughs> He's a brilliant songwriter and, and fantastic singer and you know, just put the, the finishing touches on it. And, One of um, my favourite male vocalists, I think, in terms of his voice. I, I don't yeah. know many other, just a sensational voice, you know. It's, yeah, and oh, and some of the Death Cab albums as well are yeah, just yeah. brilliant. Um, yeah, big, big favourites of mine. Yeah. Um, which I actually haven't got on my list. So, um, yeah, feeling, yeah I'm feeling... I was just thinking I, the same. It's kind yeah, of... I, yeah, Death Cab I, I do like. On, which but... is strange. I think they, they definitely go, this album especially, and, and some of the Death Cab albums would, would go on my honourable mentions. Yeah. I think it would have been on my honourable mention, but apart from the fact of the just the experience I had with that album, again, just through the Funk House years and just that road trip especially, it just, you know, I put tracks on that and I just instantly go back to that road trip. Mm. And it's, um, yeah, it just transports me back to a very vivid memories from that time so it's um, i think that really highlights a lot of the power of, of music oh yeah in terms of yeah. being able to link you to those those experiences and, and um, times that you've had and yeah it is transportative and I, I think that's probably true of a lot of things on my list as well yeah i mean sure i think that's you, dave too yeah yeah i'm looking forward to uh, when uh, you write your memoirs tim that chapter the funk house years yeah. <laughs> i mean we could do a, an episode where i just tell you all my stories from it if you want but um it might be uh that would be quite funny and in the background certainly towards the end this is dave and me desperately trying to pull you out of that <laughs> yeah i mean you were never gonna achieve that it was always down to me to leave yeah. that world but um it's what a world. What uh, it a was world. amazing it, honestly man it was incredible it's like um university times about 50 it's just it's just ridiculous like it was um oh yeah it was uh yeah it was pretty amazing, I, I just but, yeah. I, I just don't know how you did it for so long I remember coming to stay I stayed there with you for about a week yeah you, you um, need it takes about a month to desensitize like, to it John honestly oh it's if you're there a few days you're like what the fuck is this what are you doing but you get I used to it, the funk house many years ago I, get, I, it's, it's crazy <laughs> yeah I have like every morning stepping over the pools of bodily expulsion yeah. Yeah, all over the bathrooms and the dorms, and oh my god! Yeah, it's, um, um, I don't know. I wouldn't change it for anything. Though it was amazing. It's um, yeah, it yeah. Cool. I got some real yeah. funny stories from it. So, um, I'm I've sure. told a few on the podcast before. So, I mean, long time listeners have probably heard a few of them. But um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, that album particularly just awesome, man. So good. Uh, so. Uh, Dr. Dre, 2001. That's my next album. <laughs> yes. Oh, I knew be. this was going to be on your list. Yeah. It, first year of university in the halls of residence. <laughs> when that, that's when the album came out. And I remember sitting there with like 
a big group of us in Jimbo's room and listening to that <laughs> yeah. album for the first time, like super stoned again, because you had to be listening to that album. Super stoned, listening to that, playing uh, Supreme Snowboarder or whatever it was, that snowboarding game. Supreme that, yeah. Snowboarding, yes. Mate, yeah, such Jimbo a great had game. on his PC, didn't it's he? Such a great game. And um, <laughs> yeah, it just takes me back to that time. And I always remember us hearing some of those tracks for the first time and everyone's reaction to the tracks and like when Eminem was on them and uh, that sixth track or fifth track when Eminem was on it and he just goes a cappella at the end and everyone was going, oh my God, that's amazing. And yeah, and that, and that album just lasted a long time of my life in terms of listening to that a lot and it's just a classic hip-hop album now i mean it's it kind of it redefined hip-hop in that time and defined it for the next what 10 years probably um it just yeah yeah which is why i was so disappointed with dre's follow-up album you know in whenever it was 2013 or whatever because it just was it was a it was a trend following album. It wasn't a trend setting out. It wasn't like a defining album of a, of a new sound. He just did what was popular at the time. It was just like, oh. He so just, I, he I just kind of left it too long, hadn't he, really? He'd lost the, the fire, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think he did do an album and then it got stolen and released when it was sort of semi-done. And I think that kind of killed a lot of his passion for mm. making the new album and then he kind of he ditched all those songs and tried to do another one I, yeah it just I don't know I, I barely listen to it to be honest with you I mean it just you know but 2001 I mean it's fucking still a classic and it's still great to listen to and it's another one I've got on vinyl as well so it's, um, some of those it's some of the tracks you, um, on that like The Watcher and oh, Explosive man, just classic God. sound man so good <laughs> so just, good yeah. I, I, but it's I, when you first put it on and there's that that kind of that um, it's like the THX that noise uh, it's the, cinema uh, surround sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dolby. Was it? Yeah, Dolby THX? Digital or yeah, it whatever yeah, it was Dolby at the thing. time. But it was yeah. his version of it. He yeah. recreated it so that he could he could legally use it. So it's his yeah. version of yeah. it. But yeah, it's um, yeah, amazing album. Just yeah. Have you um have yeah. you watched the um Straight Out of Compton film? No, I do. I've got it on disc actually, but I haven't um. I'm not watched here. It. I've got a bootleg, and I still haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I'm I'm really surprised you guys haven't watched it. It's um, it's mm. good. It's it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's just um, you know what I'm like with films. Yeah, 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 yeah true. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely worth watch. It um, yeah, yeah, I've been know, it goes through so long. Yeah, it goes through all the kind of NWA stuff. It doesn't go as far as as this album. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, a lot of the um. Yeah, the history of NWA and you know their relationships, etc. And and obviously it's like kind of sort of written by them. So some of it I think is a little bit whitewashed in the same way that the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody film, Queen film, was was like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, yeah. still very yeah. enjoyable, but not really a true portrayal of um, yeah of their experiences. Yeah, certainly it's not yeah. Freddie Mercury's anyway. Um, but yeah, still, yeah. still a great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I have to watch it. But yeah, I mean, just I, um, that, that album. I mean, I'd, just, yeah. I, I thought that um, might be on your list, Dave. I don't know. That was one I thought maybe. Well, the thing is, um, yeah, my my list is is not considered complete yet. Hence yeah, why okay. I'm going last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Will your list change certainly... based on some of these? I wonder, Dave. Um, that is a really good question. Yeah, part of me was hoping we'd Probably. all have a list and lock it in and send it over to each other so then it was like locked in yeah. and then we do the thing so that yeah. we couldn't change based um, on, you know. So far though, if I'm being honest... Someone's um, crackling again. Who's awesome. crackling? Sorry? Someone's crackling again. Is that um someone's stubble rubbing? Yeah, sorry. 
Sorry, no, I don't think it's me. It could be Kevin. Don't think it's me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I would say that yeah, Smashing Pumpkins was 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 one of them, yeah. certainly. Um, but really other than that, no, no, no other real changes in that sense. But yeah, some true. some obviously some very interesting choices. Yeah. So yeah, Dr. Dre, two thousand one. Fucking love that album. Although I don't listen to that much yeah. now, weirdly sometimes, but not really. So um, it's one of those ones where you like to pull it out now and again and just uh, yeah kind of rinse it really fucking loud yeah i mean probably mm. out of these albums I've, I've you know said so far car boot soul nightmares on wax i still listen to all the time postal service give up i still listen to a lot um some of the others a little bit but not as much i know it's weird isn't it but yeah. i kind of almost mm. save them for when i want the memories or want a, a special moment to listen to them rather than overplaying them you know like we were saying it's like you don't want to overplay the really good albums too much i guess <laughs> Don't know. Yeah, I think it's true. They're like they're like kind of old friends, aren't they? Really, they're yeah. like uh, a favourite pair of uh, favourite t-shirt or something that you can wear, or something yeah. comfy. It's yeah, mentally yeah. comfy. Save it for best. Save yeah. it. For yeah. Best. For best. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> the next one, another hip hop one, uh, "Ready to Die" by the Notorious B.I.G. Um, I mm. found that album quite late on in my hip hop journey like i wasn't into it when it came out because i didn't really know much about biggie at the time but it was again it was one i kind of found in my funk house days and it just it stuck with me and it's one i listened to a lot and it's um just he's so fucking good his flow is just still almost unmatched to this day i reckon out of most mcs i mean there's some great mcs around obviously but just um I don't know the rhythm to his flow and the beats and just it's quite dark album and it's um yeah oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't awesome. know it that well I have to say it's um I've got to say, my shame yeah. I've got to it's say the same in terms of I probably hell. don't know the specifics of the record that well I like Biggie you know as an artist absolutely but yeah I'm I'm probably even later still to that kind of things where I've kind of need to revisit it almost. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those ones. That I, I, it was always this big and T-Pack thing, and then I'd never really got into either of them. Then I was like, wait a minute, I should fucking listen to these guys, and I love them both. I mean, mm, it's um, mm, T-Pack as mm. well. I mean, he, he was just a fucking poet, man. Um, but yeah, Biggie, it's just... Um, there's a track on the album called One More Chance. So it's not the one... They did like a remix of it, which was the real like well-known one, which I think was the title of the same name. Um, okay. But I'm just trying to find... There was a remaster of... Oh, fuck's sake, of uh, Ready to Die um, in 2004, I think. Um, I'm just trying to find the thing on my jobby. Um, One More Chance is my favourite track off the album. It's um, it's just... Oh, dirty, grimy, wicked beat. It just, oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a, um, there's some classic tracks in it that you'd probably recognise, like Juicy and Big Papa and stuff like that. But um, but there's some real quite deep tracks in there as well. And um, just talking about the kind of torment in his life and, you know, his days as a crack dealer and, and you know, his journey, I suppose. I mean, it, it's his seminal album, I suppose you'd call it. Um, yeah, really yeah. defined who he was, um, where he came from, and just how good he was as well. So, yeah, that for me. And again, it's just oh, fond memories, just, just fond memories as well. 
1994 that came out. 94, then they're re-released in 2004 yeah. as a remaster, which is the one I got. So, yeah. 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 I, just, I yeah, mean, I'll, I have to, I'll have to check it out. I, I, I think I'm probably the same as you guys and, you know, very aware of those those two guys, Biggie and Tupac, but haven't actually really listened to them that much. Yeah. To my shame. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm probably the same a bit. I've, I've definitely um, given them more of my time um, recent, more recently. Um, but I think the the interesting thing um, I listened to um, the podcast Tim that you said with RA the Rugged Man and yeah, on yeah. um, Hip Hop Saved My Life, and um, what he he said many interesting things. Very good podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, really great podcast. Um, uh, really, really good episode. Really interesting um, insight into RA as well. Yeah. Um, but one of the things he said was talking about the um, delivery of of rappers and uh, the way that. Um, he wants to define himself by how he delivers things. It's, he, he, he was sort of trying to, um, people don't, a lot of rappers now perhaps don't have that point of, of difference Yeah. that, that makes them stand out. Um, so, you know, you look at, look at like Chuck D, um, and, and that kind of thing. They've, they've got real presence, real delivery. Yeah. And I think, you know, Biggie is, is, a, is an example oh, of that. Example. He was just such, such a, just the, you know, it was just like a sucker punch every line. You know, it's just yeah, like yeah. bang. Well, it's like uh, Rakim and Big Daddy Kane back in the yeah. day. They yeah, apparently yeah. Rakim in yeah. the day he had this presence on stage that when he was rapping, everyone was paying attention and he just captivated everyone. Like he was basically the rap god at the time. I mean, he's just yeah. It's just that presence, and that's why he was he was um, Ra was picking up Afro so much because Afro has that yeah right yeah presence yeah. and the voice and the bass to his voice and the yeah and that's why he's I mean something he's gonna, different yeah. yeah oh absolutely yeah so yeah um, yeah so yeah for me that I think Biggie just sums up that kind of and I don't necessarily like that sort of real gangstery rap and I know. Dr. Dre 2001 and Biggie are very kind of gangstery rappy, but um, it's, I don't know. But Biggie, that, that album, it's, it's pretty dark. It's, it's a grimy, quite dark album. Like it's from a time in his life talking about things that he went through. And yeah, it's, um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Worth checking out. Yeah. Very good. It's a classic album. Hmm. I mean, it's fucking good. And One More Chance is my favourite track on that album. There's this really funny intro, like an answer machine thing of all these girls that he's pissed off that are leaving these like answer phone messages. <laughs> and and, um, and then he just drops the fattest beat you've ever heard. And I mean, you've got to listen to it loud as well. It's fucking amazing. Anyway, but yeah, so I love that album. Fucking great. Again, it's just happy memories listening to that album. Most of it's from nice. the Funk House. A lot of these albums, to be honest with you, just brings me back to those times. But anyway, whatever. And this this next album is another one which I don't think either of you are going to have heard of, except when I might have told you to check out. So this is by Boombox, and it's called Visions of Backbeat. And I don't know. <laughs> if, uh, John, I might I've have told you about this album before, uh, but I don't know if you would have listened to it. But it's... Um, I, I think I'm just looking on my, my sister, my... I, kind of retro yeah i do actually have it oh yeah. my um i must have copied it off you i think i might point. have told you about it and to listen to us i've never listened no, to it it's but. it's amazing i mean it's um it's, got, it's down here's dance is that would that be correct yeah. it, not not upbeat no it's somewhere between a kind of it's hard to describe it's not trip hoppy but more upbeat than that but it isn't up in the realms of house music or anything like that. It's kind of somewhere 
in between, almost like Postal Service give up. It's a similar vibe-ish to that, I suppose. Um, okay. But it's just mellow, um, chilled out. It's really good to listen to when you're, it's like four in the morning and you're fucked up and you just want to chill out and there's people around and you just put it on. It's just, it takes me back to those sort of times and it's just... Do you know much about the album or or the artist? No, they're from Detroit and the only reason me and my mate found out about it was we were up on the rooftop of the Funk House one night. It was, I don't know, fuck knows when, but, and this guy from Detroit, where these guys are from, came up and... He just said, "Oh, can I put a, put an album on?" We're like, "Yeah, sweet." And he put this on, and it was just, just awesome. I don't know, it was, everyone would just mm. loved it, and it, yeah, it was just amazing. It did get overplayed quite a lot, though, but um, but I, I still come back to it and stick it on every now and again because it's it's just. Oh, classic. I will um, I will put it on. Yeah, it's great. I mean, if you like, you know, postal service and, uh, give up. I'm gonna look it up again. Yeah, it's not like the same as that, but it's it's that sort of upbeat-ish kind of. Death vibe to it but what was it called um, again too uh it's called visions of backbeat by boombox and if you look at boombox every, all of their albums are completely fucking different this is just one album they released at the time that's just it's its own thing um and the rest of their stuff's Two, really different 2005 is yeah okay. yeah it's um it's just yeah it's a brilliant album and again it's just the memories it brings and the fact that i still listen to it as well it's it's um i just think it's a and it's it's it plays like one full album one continuous thing almost the way they've done it um which i really like as well um like that each track kind of blends into the next um mm. so it's almost like a mix but it isn't it's it's um yeah it's very cool it's very cool so yeah i, I love that album so um mm. yeah so um how, how many is that, that is that, oh, that's eight, eight. So i've got two more yeah uh so two the more. next one uh people under the stairs ost i mean dave we're going to review this album which we still probably mm. should do at some point. Um, yeah. But I, I listen to it all the time and it's got two of my favourite hip-hop tracks or two of my favourite tracks full stop. I mean, Acid Raindrops is probably one of my favourite hip-hop, oh, hip-hop tunes yeah. of all time. I mean, it doesn't... It just doesn't get better than that. And then John, uh, the LA song is a song that came on when we were at a party at Ben's that someone put on. And yeah. we... It, that's where I first found out about the album through Ben. Um, he was big into people under the stairs back then. Um, so that would have been what, 99, 2000, something like that, I guess. Um, yeah. Or whenever it, I don't know when it came out, but it was, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a great album just front to back, but just some songs on there that are just, I don't know. They're just amazing, man. 2003. So it would have been when, I don't know that actually, you know, it would have been that last party because that was around then. Yeah, wasn't I, it? it would have been around then. It was 2003. It was that I party. Can't was, remember. I thought it was earlier than that, but no, because it was it was right at the end of their stay in that house. Because the whole point of that party was to wreck the house. Um, because they, yeah. they, they, yeah, they the were pissed off. Basically, said he was going to gut the place. And, yeah, and the landlord was so it, disheartened so of what they yeah, did just, to the just, house. Just destroy it. No, the landlord was so disheartened of what they did to the house. He just came around and he was just like, "Oh fuck it, I'm just going to rebuild the thing, basically. So just do what the fuck you like to it." And they were like, "Right." <laughs> so we just we destroyed. Was, the yeah, place. there was a part where where I think you know Ben was Ben was pretty pretty hammered and decided to go to bed. And one of his mates just decided that that, that wasn't really the, the done thing. No, you're not allowed and to go to bed in that house. No, to 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 get Dave up, uh, to get Ben up, he he kicked Ben's door off the hinges. Yeah, and yeah. Dragged him out. 
Yeah, Dave, <laughs> in this house, like, oh my God. if you went to bed before anyone else, if you locked your door, the door was getting kicked down and you were getting woken up. Like you had to go, if you wanted <laughs> yeah. to go to sleep, you had to leave your door open because everyone would just go into that room and smoke weed and chill out and you'd have to try and sleep. And I remember going every, to your bro's house yeah, in yeah, Bristol yeah. at some stage every when door we were at uni. It would have been around off. that sort of time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it, yeah. it could have been. I, like that, it was the yeah, big like four story one. There was, there was a car on fire out the back as well. I remember. And yeah, yeah, people jumping. Up I mean, and down it was, I mean, that's to be honest, that's fairly normal. For Bristol, that part of Bristol, yeah, yeah, as it was dodgy. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it was a. I think that was one of the most eye-opening parties I've ever been to. Yeah, that was great. That was basically um, it's kind of like the Funk House, John, but. Um, sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, I mean that album that takes me back to that party for sure. But then also, it's one of those albums that's just stayed with me since then till now. And it's like what, you know, not quite twenty years old, but it's um, yeah, I'm still listening to it and just still putting on those tracks. And yeah, Acid Raindrops. If if no one's heard that song, oh yeah, that, that's a banger. It's just mm. sublime. The LA song as well. There's this drop in it where it's like, oh, it's amazing. This is like oh, yeah. one second yeah, gap nice. where there's no noise at all, and then just the beat drops like about two thirds of the way through the track, and it's just like, yes, that's fucking perfect, and it's yeah, they're awesome. So, and they're still doing making music as well, which is cool. So, yeah, ah, oh, they're not anymore. Oh, they? I thought they were. That's they're, no, they're done. They're done. They quite recently, oh, um, recent, yeah, yeah. They they decided. Yeah, I that's think it. that was their. I can't remember what their last. Um, Twelve step program, maybe. I know. Sincerely, no, the P. Um, it was only last year. Sincerely, the P. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. That was their sign off. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't really listen to that that much. Mm-hmm. I just gravitate back to the next step or OST or something, or even questions in the form of answers. Yeah, uh, well, answer. we're old farts now, so you well, know, yeah, you're yeah. stuck in your ways, yeah. don't you? But um, but yeah, I mean, like, I think. Oh, don't make them like they used to. <laughs> I know what I like. <laughs> I think they made it to my list because they're probably my favourite hip hop group. I think, um, which is quite yeah. bold to say because probably the Roots should be up there as well. But um, yeah, the Roots are my favourite live group I've ever seen, hands down. I was going to say the Roots and people understands, although they probably sort of fall under that hip hop bracket, they're they're just so different, aren't they? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, um, that's the beauty of really uh, the genre. Sound. I suppose. Yeah, well, that's it. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah just awesome but awesome. yeah so that's probably why they made it you know, that that album specifically but also just as a group they just i always gravitate back towards them so where were they from were they were they um california british or no california, LA. I think. LA, LA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah baby um aim hinterland was also on my list but that's an honorable mention oh, yeah, yeah. Nice that was album. that was almost yeah. in my top 10 because it's got some songs on there which i love and also Funkhouse Days, I played it a lot. No one knew about them and I played it a lot for people and it you know, it became quite an iconic album at the Funkhouse for a few years. So I think I overplayed that album. Yeah, I played it a lot, yeah. Um but still a great album. I still listen to it quite a bit as well. So yeah, it's definitely it's got a um it's got a sample from uh Halloween in it, I think. I was watching Halloween really? uh, just recently oh, and there's um, a there's a bit um there's a bit in it the sample from with the policeman talking to talking to someone and uh, i was like oh, that's, oh, that's, from, um, that's on the email cold water music that that one i think is it oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. A, yeah. It's, the track's that, called yeah. um the track's called demonique i think 
Is it that that's one? Right. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. That's right. I remember, I remember watching it and thinking, "Oh yeah, it's in the AIM album." Oh, nice. You let him out. Yeah, the, yeah um, that's right. Yeah, one yeah, of the tracks off the Hinterland album, "Good Disease," is one of the most beautiful, chilled tracks you can ever listen to. It's just, oh, if you're ever stressed out, just put on "Good Disease" um, off Hinterland on, and it, it will just mellow you out instantly. It's fucking amazing. Quite, um, yeah, beautiful. quite on point there, Tim. Yes. Considering to the, today's unprecedented, uncertain times, I know. Yeah, yeah. Just stick that sure. on, and nothing will matter anymore. You'll mm. just be like, yeah, you'll just be in the moment. <laughs> no, it's great. I, it's so. funny, like listening to those those certain those two AIM albums reminds me of driving around New Zealand. Um, yeah, okay. I think it was either. I'm just trying to think when it was. It, it might have even been my 2003 trip out there with Dave. Um, other Dave and Dave yeah, Huff. I remember. Dave. Yes, I remember. I remember driving across that. Um, I wasn't sure we were doing surnames or not. Um, but <laughs> whoops, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I remember driving the uh, <laughs> driving across like the Mackenzie Uplands, listening to Hinterland, um, and that, that's one that when I listen to it now, it takes me back to that really clearly. Like yeah. you know that wide open plain and the snowy mountains in the distance, and yeah good times yeah great album yeah. so yeah for me it was between that people in the stairs album and aim hinterland it was one of those two and i decided on ost rather than hinterland but it was a very close i was like whoa, whoa. but it's um both great albums <laughs> so yeah either could have gone yeah for me for sure so um yeah so then my last one is uh Ronnie you might just jump in just before mm. you um do your last one tim and i was just thinking there about you know the one thing I really love in in uh, songs, which is probably not that fashionable anymore, is the use of a, a sample. Yeah. Um, and, and I love it when you have listened to an album for a long time and there's a sample in it and you don't know where it's from. And then suddenly you watch something and, and realise that's where they've taken it from. And you're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I really I remember, love that. I remember um, that, the Cold Water music at, at uni when I met Lucy. Um, mm. It was like that was that did the rounds quite a lot because yeah, my mates in high school happened to be in the same halls as me and yeah. and um, but yeah for for ages people like especially Liam who I lived with he's just like where the fuck is that sample from I know I've seen that film mm. I, I had no idea obviously because I've never seen any films um, yeah. but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah no I, I love it and um, you know I, I get that when I listen to um, some of the Dread Zone tracks and. Um, and early uh, Manic Street Preachers used to do that a lot with samples and um, and yeah that, and yeah I always like it when you kind of realise where they've come from and a lot of the time they've come from you know very old mu- uh, movies that are out of copyright or, or old horror films and stuff like that and um, yeah, yeah 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 it's uh, it dovetails quite nicely with my uh, geeky film film side. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, hip hop is one of the most, you know, it, a lot of their stuff, a lot of the really classic <laughs> yeah. samples. Like, if you know what you're talking about and know what you know your songs, you're like, oh shit, that's from fucking way back in the 60s, that particular thing. And yeah, it's, yeah, awesome. Mm. Um, if you watch nice. the, um, documentary, uh, about A1 and Phonics, uh, what's it called, Dave? Fucking hell. The um, underdogs. Underdogs. Um, you see Phonics, the genius that he is, um, dissect a track and create a fat beat with it, and you go, "Oh yeah, okay, that's what they do." So it's a really good introduction if you don't know about you know how proper hip hop's made. That um, yeah, 
it's a good uh, way to yeah see really really cool. a good way to it's, to it's worth watching it john actually if you want if you've got an hour spare and want to watch a really well yeah. made documentary it's yeah it's, watch it john it's a really good story it's a beautiful yeah, no, story i'll, I'll check yeah. it out it'll feel good that's thing, on, so. on netflix isn't it on netflix so yeah before, it's, it? it's very good um yeah so my final album ronnie size and represent new forms oh <laughs> yeah that for me oh getting goosebumps i mean obviously bristol but and drum and bass and Leicester and it's the drum and bass thing from 98 <laughs> through to all our university life and being in Bristol a lot and all that. But the main memory I have from that album is in Canada when I did my gap here in 98, I got my first, my mini disc player, which is my first proper, really decent portable music player. And I, I got that on mini disc and I'd walk around Toronto through the city with that blaring out through my headphones and um yeah it, that just takes me straight back to walking around sunny toronto just listening to to new forms blaring out that first um i i remember meeting the first you track. in the first year of uni and um you had that mini disc player yeah. and you were, everyone was like yeah fucking hell that's cool what is this witchcraft <laughs> yeah. hey, I, I, spent I think i was about, i was looking at buying one and oh, I, mate, I think that's probably like the first time i really spoke to you um, at first, I thought, "Who's this smug cunt with these gadgets?" Um, and <laughs> I had that telephone. I had that, to, to, I had that mobile phone with a, his... with a modem built into it. Do you remember that? It was this like brick thing. Yeah, it was literally yeah, yeah. indestructible. Yeah. I was like, you know, talking about his gap yard. And, gap yard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, um, the mini display. What what a pup saying he sold us on that one. Amazing. <laughs> oh. Mate, so good though. I fucking love really it. Interesting. That, that's um, probably one for you another time. But. You won't have seen my recent Instagram post, John. I don't think you're on there, are you? I, I'm not on the the yeah. gram. I um, I, we still have in in our kitchen uh, a mini disc um system that is still going really? strong. Yeah, man. Wow. It's fucking sweet as well. I've I've still got. Well, Tim Tim actually commented on my post because I, I went a bit old school on a random Friday night in lockdown. Um, and dug out all the mini discs and stuff, and and I I kind of took a picture, and um, Tim actually commented, "Is like that's my mini disc." I was like, "Well, yeah. where'd that one go?" Because I'd um, <laughs> I'd record uh, loads of Giles Peterson and Radio One stuff yeah, yeah, on my. Well, I, well, I, well, I had well, a mini disc built yeah. like separate. It's, it's and, really amazing, yeah. actually. It's like um, I, I did it did it as a case study years ago at, at um, uni, but the the like Sony were, were kind of obviously been really successful with the Walkman and then they heard about kind of MP3 technology and they dismissed it and they pursued um, mini discs and they were like, no, no one's going to want this MP3 thing. We're, <laughs> we're going to carry on with the mini disc. And they went hell for leather down the mini disc route. Yeah. And then, you know, like everyone at the world just moved on around them and it, and it lost so many huge amounts of money. It was so didn't good they do that the same um, thing with Betamax as well? Because Sony yeah. did Betamax yeah. and J- JVC invented VHS and it was like, yeah. form. It was like the first um, well, it's the same it? with Blu-ray yeah. and stuff as well. It, and, it's an and, example of like yeah, you know, yeah. companies yeah. Not, not being adaptable and, and not being aware of consumer demand and stuff like that. And uh, but yeah, the mini displays, I mean, like, when they you were great though. It, I mean, I fucking loved technology it. Technology-wise, at the same time as MP3, you're just like, oh my god, you know. They did release um, um, 
mini disc compatible. You could load MP3s onto them and then it would read them. Yeah, they that. kind of bend the format a bit, didn't yeah, they? And, yeah, and yeah. you started getting MDLPs and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, mm. you had much more capacity. But I thought, to be honest, I, and I still do to this day, I think it's a great format. I fucking, oh, I fucking love it. loved it's, it. Yeah. It's like Betamax. It's like Betamax was actually the superior format. Yeah, and I think mini disc probably is as well. Technically, oh, yeah, because it's CD but quality, it just, whereas MP3. I think that's, wasn't. that's probably why yeah. Sony one of the reasons they pursued it. They probably thought it was a better yeah. audio quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. those early MP3s, especially, they did have a lot of audio loss on them, didn't they? Before they figured out the oh, compression. God, yeah. compression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I won't yeah, listen yeah, to um, an MP3 that's under was a, 320 kilobytes now. So I'm, a, I'm an yeah, MP3. There was a, a video that people under the stairs did when they released one of their albums, what was it called? Highlighter or something like that, I think, where they showed exactly that about how, and they released that album on MP3, but they also released it. Um, you could get a full uncompressed version because, mm. and they, they put out a video showing just how much it clips the sound. Yeah, even, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a few years ago now, so it's probably improved again, but <laughs> even then, like they, you know, they're putting it through a fucking decent process. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, still. I mean, I think they're much better yeah. than they were. That's for sure. Yeah, it's the, no the, streaming. The, the problem with the loss of this audio is just that the file sizes are still pretty yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, you um, should get yeah, um, yeah. what I recommend because your MP3 player will do pretty much any sort of lossless audio file. You should get yourself uh, one of your favorite albums in full high res audio just to and listen to it on those mm. headphones. You got cat because um, yeah. it's sensational, man. It's um. Yeah, yeah so no, good. I should do that. Yeah, it's, but, it's, um, worth, it's worth making use I'm of fairly, that. Although I'm fairly deaf now from years of listening to yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, it's too yeah, loud so. and going to far too loud of gigs. But, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it is great. I mean, that's why, I mean, I was signed up to Tidal for ages because their quality, everything on it is CD quality or higher. And um, it is great. But um, I had to cancel that because I couldn't afford to have multiple streaming services when I don't have a job. So it, was, hmm. it had to take a back burner but yeah it's um anyway yeah awesome but yeah i mean yeah great list that great list. yeah so yeah really ronnie size represent new forms awesome and we saw them live in bristol as well which was good on 2001 in that you were there weren't you john were you there yeah that was the um, in the rain that was the new year wasn't it yeah new year's eve 2001 in, that was yeah. in the square in, in the that square yeah yeah in bristol and it was raining and everyone yeah. was just going crazy it was amazing yeah great yeah yeah, it's a great, um, great era of that type of music, certainly. And oh, um, mate, yeah. also, remember, did you go to Breakbeat Era, the Student Union? To yes, when mate. That was like yes, Ronnie Size's um, side project. That was such a good night. Yeah, that's good. Because um, that was he had like the live drummer and everything there, didn't yeah, he? That and the MC, it was just fucking um, banging. Yeah, I, I went to Breakbeat Breakbeat Era as well. I think um, yeah. in Bristol. Yeah, yeah, um, and Pretty also sure Basement Jacks in the Student Union in Leicester was sensational. They brought they brought <sighs> oh, their own the sound chain, system, it? and it was still to this day the best sound system I've ever heard in any live gig. It was, oh, yeah, amazing amazing awesome yeah so yeah so awesome. there's my list so i think that's pretty cool i mean we'll go through my noteworthy yeah albums when we do that fourth episode in a few weeks or whatever so um i'll talk about a few other things there but um but yeah so i think that's um yeah not bad little list though. nicely done nicely done really interesting choices as well yeah man. yeah yeah. 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 There, man. yeah it was much more varied than i was um i was expecting mm. yeah i mean I, I was thinking god this isn't all going to be hip-hop is it but <laughs> in the end it's only really what three hip hop albums out of the ten so yeah no, I, I, that's, um, 
yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there was obviously a lot more hip hop albums I probably could have put on there, but I was just like, oh, I mean, Jurassic Five really, I should have been on there, but it was. Um, I don't know. I love that you have postal service on there. That was um, I wasn't expecting that. At yeah, all. mate. I mean, that yeah. it's yeah. That's pure. I mean, obviously, it's a great album, but just the memories of driving across Australia. That album is is the album um, that really we played a lot. Mm. Just cruising down you know, across the Nullarbor, ridiculously high, listening to that, and with all your mates <laughs> in a Winnebago, and just like no idea where you're going, no safety things, precautions, no maps, in a straight line. Rec- None of our none of our telephones worked, Um, (laughs) and we were we were we had a little car trailing us, a little Ford Festiva. So like three of us in that, and the rest in the Winnebago. And it it was how we didn't die. I do not know to this day. We were it was ridiculous. We had we were driving in the middle of the night in Australia, which you shouldn't do. Kangaroos. No, again, I had no idea how we didn't. And um, God, I'm amazed. We we drove down to the Wilson's Promontory. And it was me and two of my mates, Tim Locke, actually, uh, Smithers, oh, yeah. and um, yep. and his <laughs> girlfriend at the time. And we were in this little Ford Festiva. The phones didn't work. So, and, and everyone else in the Winnebago had just fucked off ahead of us. And it was like 10 at night. We roughly knew, well, once you get into Wilson's Prom, there's basically one road. And if you keep driving, you'll hit the ocean and you'll drown. So you have to stop at some point. So we basically lost them. We pulled over. We each rolled a massive spliff smoked that and then just pootled off into the night in the middle of nowhere trying to find our mates who could have been anywhere in this i don't know thousand square kilometer national park or something or more than that probably it's it's um it's a big national park probably ten thousand kilometer <laughs> national park it's just insane but we found them madly we just kept driving and got to this campsite right at the end of this thing down by september beach it was called and um probably where we ended up uh, Dave, when we went down there with Lucy, um, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, one yeah, road, so we just ended up was, and then um, we just bumped into Squeaky Beach down there as well. That was Squeaky it? Beach, right. but we were a couple of beaches further down that or something like that. But yeah, yeah, but that yeah. was in Wilson's Prom when it's Squeaky yeah, Beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, driving down that at like ten at night, eleven at night, when you just don't get <laughs> going and you're just hoping. We were like, we just have to sleep in the fucking car. We just had no idea. Um, yeah, it was mental. It was mental, but we made it though. So, good times yeah good and times. just that album yeah. postal yeah. service man just it's um just takes me right back to that time man it's just very amusing so yeah pretty Great. good good stuff so so yeah there well, we go cheers guys um so shall we cheers. go on to your list now john are we you guys still keen to you got time yeah do you want to are we are we cutting it and starting another app <laughs> yeah or? i might hit what? stop and then hit start so i've got it roughly cut yeah, i might might um so, might replenish my drink We'll do a thank you to everyone for tuning in. That was Harmonic Whiskey Tales. That was my top 10 albums. We hope you like them. And we'll be back with the next episode uh, with John's top 10 albums. And then we'll be back then with Dave's. And then we'll do our Noteworthy Albums episode where we're just going to get into some of the other awesome albums that are out there. So, yeah. Cheers, everyone. Sounds good. Sounds good. Cheers. Awesome.